Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Here to introduce you to the great musicians and music businesses and organizations of Wisconsin. Every week, Wisconsin Music Podcast will be bringing you great information on what's happening in the Wisconsin music world. For our music-loving listeners, we'll bring you music that you haven't even heard of yet from unique and talented artists and hear about their journey so far. You'll either hear live performances of their songs or songs from their selected discography. For our musicians out there wondering what they can do to further their recognition, we'll be calling upon Wisconsin music businesses and organizations to enlighten you on what they're doing to help further your music journey. And now, here's your host, Zach. Thanks, Dean. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Wisconsin Music Podcast. This week, we have 7,000 Apart, which is a husband and wife duo of Amelie and John. Their story began when Amelie left her hometown of Stockholm, Sweden, to attend high school as an exchange student in Green Bay. It was there where she met John, and when she returned to Sweden, the couple started 7,000 Apart as their creative project together, named after the 7,000-kilometer distance between them. They spent three years like this before reuniting and getting married, and 7,000 Apart became a serious artistic endeavor. They released their debut record, We Are More, in 2019, which now has over 100,000 streams and is featured on over 1,300 playlists on Spotify alone. They say 7,000 Apart's music transcends the relationship between them. One of the cornerstones of their writing is mental health awareness, and their lyrics often touch on personal struggles and finding strength through dark times. They want to create music that resonates with others and helps them feel a little less alone. The couple has worked with Grammy-winning Nashville producer Femke, F-E-M-K-E, on their latest single, Nothing to Worry About. The song is their reminder to all of us that no matter how hopeless the world seems right now, we can find some joy in whatever moment we're in. So let's get right into the conversation here with Amelie and John of 7,000 Apart. Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. We have 7,000 Apart here, and they're going to give us their music origin story. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for having us. So my name is Amelie, and I'm originally from Sweden. And I'm John, and I'm originally from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yeah. And so when I was 17, I decided I wanted to be an exchange student and go to the United States. And I could have ended up in pretty much any of the 50 states, but fate brought me to Green Bay, Wisconsin. (laughs) And I met John at Preble High School. Yeah. So we met in music theory class and we just became friends. And then we became more than friends that school year. And uh, at the end of the school year, we had to decide whether or not we wanted to stay in a relationship and try long distance or break up right then. And obviously, we tried the whole long distance thing. It was really, really rough. We spent three years uh, apart where we were 7,000 kilometers apart from each other, which is like 4,462.3 miles or something. <laughs> as just sounds better with kilometers. <laughs> yes. And we actually started 7,000 apart as a project to do while we were apart from each other. Because we just felt like we needed music. We still wanted to do music, even though we weren't together. And so we started a little YouTube channel and a little Instagram account, uh, just covering songs and writing originals that we recorded from two different countries. And then when we got married in 2016, we beat long distance. Uh, We decided that we wanted to try to pursue music uh, and try to make that our full-time profession. And 
as of six months now, we're officially full-time and this is what we do. Excellent. Excellent. What kind of drew you to music personally? So I grew up in a pretty musical family. Both my mom and dad are pretty musical. My mom uh, works as a voice coach. So I was singing kind of before I was talking and that has always like been such a part of me and my identity. I got to do a lot of fun things like TV things and I uh, did a lot of voice acting and yeah, I've always, always sung, but I didn't really know that it was hundred percent music that I wanted to do. And especially not like original music. I was kind of on the path uh, for musical theater and stuff like that. But it was when I met John that I realized that, oh my gosh, original music. That's awesome. I want to do that. Yeah. And I grew up, uh, my grandpa was a pastor at a church and my grandma was a piano teacher and like choir director at the church. And so I grew up learning classical piano and uh, jazz and stuff throughout my, like until I was 10 or 11. And then when I was 11, I found uh, contemporary Christian music because I really grew up in that community. And so I heard Swiftfoot for the first time, which is like an alt rock band. And my mind was like, blown i'm like what are these sounds this is crazy <laughs> and uh so during that time i learned that i could actually write songs as i was learning some of their songs and i was learning guitar because you know guitar is way cooler than like <laughs> piano and uh at least when you're 12 at least when you're like right. yeah when you're right, 11 right. you know and so i was like oh, putting distortion on stuff and and so i was starting to write songs and i just kind of fell in love with it and it became like my my way of dealing with my own emotions at that time and I was always kind of an angry kid and always had like all these emotions but I never knew where to put it and so I put it into music and because uh, Switchfoot helped me so much with dealing with my emotions I really wanted to do that for someone else with my own music and so that kind of set me on a journey to yeah, to really just make my own music and yeah. do a music project. And then when I met Amelie, it was like we we were really good at very different things. And we when we combined it together, it really uh, just became something special. Cool. Excellent. Great stories, guys. Very cool. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. So obviously you guys are a group now, not just married, but as a as musicians. So kind of give, give us your structure for, for being in this group, kind of like, who does what and who makes, you know, certain decisions, who makes the other certain decisions, you know, kind of that, those details. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would say we're extremely lucky that we, we agree on most things. Like we have like kind of same vision for our music and we really enjoy playing live together and like, mo like we're very lucky in a lot of ways, but as John said, we're also very different. So I'm, I would say I'm better at like the administrative stuff, like emailing yeah. and, <laughs> and keeping details and making Excel sheets and stuff like that. While John is like super like big picture creative. When it comes to songwriting, John always starts songs. Like he's the one that kind of has that creative outlet. And then I'm really good at coming in and like editing and changing the melody and uh, maybe writing a second verse. But I don't like write naturally, but I, if, someone presents me with something I love like finishing stuff <laughs> or if we do a co-write with someone else yes. um yeah I'd say that's pretty yeah yeah that's but good. yeah I mean I do more of the social media stuff and uh, you focus more on like the music side of things yeah. like the production like making the demos and such video editing and yes all. John is really good a lot at of the media editing. types of things 
I do photo yeah. editing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. There's like a million jobs with this job, yeah. Yeah. as you probably know. So. I do booking yeah. quite often and mm-hmm. she does love, yeah, love other things. Yeah. Too. I mean, we've only been full time for six months now. So like we're still figuring a lot of those things out. And uh, yeah, it's it's a really fun journey, though. Excellent. So obviously, like you said, you just said this is your full time pursuit. So what are you doing to help keep it sustainable? I mean, to be able to live, you know, in a society that uses money to pay for things, you know, how do you guys how do you guys get through that? Yeah. So for us, the big change was, I mean, obviously, after COVID, when we could actually like we could actually play this summer, Uh, Mm -hmm. we would have been full time a year earlier if it weren't for that. So now that things opened up more, we could play all summer, mostly outside, obviously, but we could still play a lot. And Wisconsin actually pays well for live music. Um, In terms of they give you guarantees, whereas a lot of other states are based on uh, ticket Tickets or or tips only. So for us to be able to actually get paid for what we do is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And then we also use other things like uh, we have a Patreon and we also are running a Kickstarter right now that's going to fund our second album. So recording is like one of the most expensive things that you can do and making an album and then promoting it and all of the things that go into so making having, music. So having our fans help support that venture rather than like having a record label, it uh, just brings them in on the journey in a whole mm. different way. And we get to still have all the creative control. Yeah. Excellent. And then Excellent. shows are basically for everything else. Yeah. We're just like <laughs> surviving. <Yeah. laughs> so what is shows your 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 Patreon and your Kickstarter addresses? Yeah, so it's really really easy to find us in general. You just search 7,000 Apart and then whatever you want to. So like if you Google 7,000 Apart Kickstarter or 7,000 Apart Patreon, it will show up. But I think okay. it's just patreon.com slash 7,000 Apart and the Kickstarter, I think... It's like a really long address, but well, I think if you just yeah. Yeah, if you just go it, yeah. on to Kickstarter. It's specific gotcha. to the project, I think. Yeah. So like since it's the yeah. But if you go on any of our social media sites right now, yeah. the month of <laughs> November, uh, we are posting every single day about it. So you can't miss it. Okay. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Where do you guys usually perform? We play all over. It's been mostly Wisconsin, obviously. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, but it's been everything from restaurants to bars to listening rooms to golf courses, to country clubs, to, yeah. Uh, art galleries, um, outside randomly. Like, <laughs> like house parties. Sidewalks. Like, yeah, we've been on sidewalks, that's true. Um, Parks. And uh, yeah, we did a, a backyard show this summer too, which was really fun, right on the water. Yeah, but I mean, we've we've played, I feel like we've played pretty much since we're new we to played the, in whole... the castle one time yeah that like, was fun we we've... played in a swedish castle <laughs> we've done like yeah we've played a lot of places <laughs> yeah and uh yeah right now because we're new to being full-time we really don't say no to any gigs so we right, just like right. show up to anything right now we've done, gotcha, i think we've gotcha. done 70 shows since since may may yeah which is it averages about i think 14 a month or something okay uh so it's 14 to 20, I think, a month. So it's been nice. it's been very, very busy. Yeah. <laughs> excellent, really excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you guys have kind of a, a unique observation from the local scene. You guys get to see the Wisconsin local scene and also where you are in Sweden. So why don't you kind of give us a perspective of the positives that you see between both the Wisconsin and Sweden's local music scene? 
Absolutely. So I think it's a lot easier to get started in Wisconsin and get like that stage presence. Like you can really work on your stage presence because there's a lot of open mics. There's a lot of like smaller gigs, like, and as we said, people, venues are ready to pay you for your time. And uh, there's a lot of smaller venues and opportunities in Wisconsin. In Sweden, on the other hand, there might be less of that, but there's some more culture around paying for live music. So paying a ticket fee is not something that Swedes are like hesitant towards. And uh, so for like medium artists that can actually bring a crowd, it's really, really good. And like songwriting and production, um, Sweden's like the third, or Stockholm, I guess, specifically, mm-hmm. is like the third biggest uh, music exporter in the world in terms of like pop music recorded mm-hmm. yeah recorded music so and some of the best songwriters in the entire world are swedes so between, you might have heard of like max martin and shellback and some yeah. of those people yeah, yeah. so between I, between those two things it's really great yeah good good we just got done talking about the positives of your the local scenes between sweden and wisconsin um let's talk about the struggles that you've seen between the two absolutely i mean in the same way like it's a little bit harder getting past that like local scene in Wisconsin, there aren't like a ton of, you know, labels and booking agents and, and things that will make you go more national or even regional while in Sweden, there are a lot more like connections here and a lot more like even international connections. And so, yeah, I would say that like in the, so where we are right now, it'd be more beneficial for us probably to be in Sweden. Yeah. It's, it's just very tricky with um, you get to a certain point that you run out of time and you need to fill, you need to like add, start adding people that can help you get stuff done uh, because you don't have enough time in the day to do it all yourself. Yeah, Or just if you want to be bigger, you kind of have to connect to yeah people higher up in the industry. And then you have to go to LA or New York or Nashville, Nashville and uh but here in Sweden, I mean, and I'm talking from a Stockholm perspective, which is the capital. So we're just lucky that our connections here are like in your the family, actual city. Yeah. Your family <laughs> live in Stockholm, which is really nice. And yeah. You, since you grew up in Stockholm yeah. as cool. well. You also talked about your current project. So let's kind of dive into that some more. Why don't you kind of give us the from beginning to end details, like how you, you got started writing it, how you recorded it, how you're promoting it. Absolutely. So we started writing for the second album right after we released our first one, really. And we knew that we wanted to do something different this time. And so the plan is to release two EPs, side A and side B, that are going to come together to form the album, which is going to be called Feel Your Feelings, which is all about mental health. <laughs> uh, it's something that we care about deeply. And especially after these couple mm-hmm. last years that have been really, really rough for not just us. We think it's something that is needed. And we really want to break like the stigma around asking for help. And we started uh, recording this like uh, when did we start recording? Well, I mean, the summer? Nothing, nothing to worry about is one That was song. kind of like yeah. the start of it. Like nothing to worry about. We released in the beginning of the year. And that was kind of like a taste of. It was us experimenting yeah. um, with this workflow of what the rest of the album is going to be, which is really, we have the songs that we've written. So we had about 90 songs 
And then we went down to about 14 to go on each EP and then like total yeah. on 14 <laughs> for the, for the full album. Uh, and so basically the method was like, okay, let's try to make a demo ourselves and really spend a lot of time making these demos the way we want them to be. So the first project we really went into studio for like a month pretty much. And uh, we were there with the drummer and bassist and we just kind of did it all. And figured out the arrangements. Yeah, yeah. figured out the arrangements as we went. We only knew what it sounded with a guitar and a voice or a piano and a voice. I said it once and I'll say it twice. If you don't want this enough, better give it up tonight. I've said it once, this bad as it fires. If you really want this enough, better give it everything tonight. Not everything works out. If it were up to me, we'd love everything that we do But the business makes it hard to do what we want to do I've said it twice, this bad as the fires If you really want this enough, better give it everything tonight Give it everything Nothing. I said no, no. We got nothing. No, we got nothing. No, no. We got nothing. I said no, no. We got nothing. I said no, no. We got nothing. Last time was very different from this time. This time we were focusing a lot on what different sounds, what different feelings. We're stepping out of the box that we put ourselves in for our first album where we only used real instruments. This time we're stepping out of that box using a little bit more <laughs> electronical, uh, electronical, <laughs> electronic influences. <laughs> English is hard, especially when I've been speaking Swedish all day. And uh, 
Yeah. So, and figuring out a little bit more what our developed sound. We'll still, like. we'll still having those real elements. Yes. So it's very much like a, just an elevated version of the first album mm -hmm. um, and more like us knowing where we want to go with it. We really like asked what our magic is, like what, what is it that makes us feel things when we sing and what makes us feel things when we listen back to our music. And what makes people really connect to us and our music yeah like what do people love as well and we found a producer in nashville uh just in a facebook group mm -hmm. and uh, she just gets it she understands what where we want to go and so nothing to worry about was the first attempt of working with her and then hope is going on off of that yeah so we just released the first like proper single off of the project it's, so it's called hope uh, which works mm -hmm. really well with the whole like, yeah. mental health thing it's it talks about how even in really hard times if you cling on to hope you have something and we just yeah we really are happy with how it turned out we have real violin on it we actually recorded both the violin the guitar and the vocals in our home studio and then we sent that and a lot to the of the producer. a lot of the production yeah. elements like the piano and those types of things we, we sent the whole project to her as a demo and then she just really took it and just like elevated it to a very much like an industry standard uh, level which is really exciting yeah and yeah she so we're super it. excited about that special. Pain is a wave First I'll hate you but then you won't be so terrified I feel stranded but know there's people on my side These thoughts are like refugees settling in my mind I can taste it Like water on the tip of my tongue like the first sip after an aimless desert run My thoughts are scorching in the sun
dancing, you have already seen this place. Hope is your heart saying you got it all to do what it takes. Hope is your mind saying you have already seen this place. Hope is your heart saying you got it all to do what it takes. part of the project is that we're doing this Kickstarter. (laughs) And so for the month of November, we are like pre-selling the album and a bunch of other rewards like voice lessons or a self-care kit or private concerts. Yeah. Uh, We have one that's like (laughs) name our first four, which is uh, something that a lot of our friends have been like, oh, I want to take out a loan. So you have to name the name your first born after me. But we have a little we have a little um, a loophole. A loophole in yes. there about like or first pet, whichever comes so, first. So in, in case we, yeah, yeah, in case go. someone gets that, we can there just buy a fish. You know, it'll, <laughs> it'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's what we're doing right now. That's what we're uh, focusing on. And then we'll recording we will a bunch be, right now. Yeah, so. and recording. So yeah. then we will be releasing singles all uh, all of next year, pretty much. With the first EP coming out in spring, the second EP coming out in summer, and then the album will come out in fall. So Excellent. that's well, the whole timeline of things. <laughs> the hopeful timeline. Yeah. <laughs> but it all goes to yeah. plan. So this is a project about mental health. We've said like we really, you know, we're trying to put that first, even though right. it's like right. we have like these goals. So, um yeah, yeah, it's it sounds like you guys have a great <laughs> yeah. goal and, and game plan for this, which is great because you definitely need that. Thank you. Thanks. You said that. Your producer elevated what you sent her. Um, can you give a little bit more detail on, on what she did to help it become more elevated? Yeah, well, she, I guess, just to explain a little bit more about her um, and and our process in general, I went to school for audio production. And so I kind of know what I'm doing, but like, I don't do that all the time. Like, that's not the only thing I do. I'm more focused on the songwriting and on yeah. performing and all that. Your goal is not to be a world famous producer. Yeah. Whereas she wants to be a producer and she has a record label. And, and she's Grammy winning. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like she knows what she's doing on a whole different level. She won a Grammy for songwriting and production. And she's worked with really just incredible people. And so we we just know that like when we send her things, she just kind of adds that like this is what is working right now in production. And this is what 
this is what is going to make the songs a bit more um a bit more commercial i guess than just our like indie like yeah, yeah sound <laughs> sound like complete indie sound so it's it's a really good mixture because we also get feedback from someone else um who knows production really well and mm-hmm. so it's we can really have a dialogue and since i went to school for production i can be like okay well i, I really like this type of thing but i don't like this type of thing but with the specific songs we're working on with her she just like understands what we want so like when i send her the demo after we've worked on it like she'll send us something back and we're just like sitting in the car listening to it like oh Almost my crying. oh my gosh <laughs> this is amazing you yeah. know so it's just it's very much like it's just that feeling of like okay this is a different level right. yeah and we want to work with people we like, love yeah we love yeah working. we love working with people we would like yeah. having another set of ears and she just has the best set of ears. Right, right. <laughs> for, so for this was project. it more yeah, like she added for the more to yeah. it, or did she was it mixed a certain way, or what did she do to it? It's yeah. So so she so especially for Hope, I would say she added the drums the way they are. She okay. came up with the drum arrangements yeah. that just like hits you. It's so nice. And she she's also really good at like vocal effects and making sure that like the vocal sounds really good. She, yeah. Just like, I mean, pretty much everything. Like if I send her, An for example, atmosphere. she's really good at yeah, atmosphere. atmosphere, but I sent her hope. For mm-hmm. example, I sent hope and I sent the piano track, a bass track, a drum track. I sent some atmosphere things, um, but she like, okay, the drums aren't necessarily what I would do. So she put in different drums. She like used the chords that I made, but just like changed them around a bit mm-hmm. and just kind of really made it like really just helped to arrange it in a way mm-hmm. as well. Like we had all the elements there and all the chords and everything, but she just helped to really arrange it mm-hmm. in a way that it fits like a puzzle. Yeah. I guess. It feels full in a whole different gotcha. way. It feels, it full, feels finished. But not yeah. messy. Excellent. Yeah. Cool. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Work life mm-hmm. balance. Well, you're basically doing this full time now, but you guys also have to have a little bit of a personal life. So is it a struggle or is it you guys kind of have a control over between music and you know personal life no heck no No, (laughs) we haven't gotten there yet uh i think we've taken two days off in a row once this summer you know uh we are not really great at taking vacation and that was because i got sick and we had to cancel (laughs) a gig and so (laughs) that is not a strong suit right now we try to figure out when to uh, and how to have the personal time and especially since we're married like that's really important to to keep our relationship going obviously that's the most important like we say that i mean amelie and john has to come before seven thousand apart and we try to do that yeah but yeah it's hard because we love what we do and we want to do it all the time and but it's also exhausting because mm-hmm. we you know it's a, a lot well, of it's different more hats. physical it's more physically tiring yeah. i think than anything like especially touring and you love like everything you're doing it's just that it like your body only has so much right. energy. So yeah. like we've, we've tried to work on finding a balance, but we're still kind of at this point where um, we're doing so much of it ourselves that we're kind of getting to this point now where we're like, just kind of like throwing out feelers. Like, yeah. Hey. And, we're, and we're adding people you to know? our team. Like yeah. we have a couple of booking agents now, which helps a yeah. lot. We have some photographers that help us make sure that the visuals. We have a nice. bass player and a drummer as well uh, now, which, we play live shows with and, our and base, that also like makes yeah. it easier to do live shows because then yeah. 
I can just like chill and vibe for you know, a minute or something like <laughs> doing a little instrumental, <laughs> which then yeah. doesn't strain my voice as much. Uh, and then our bass player actually helps us out with some uh, administrative tasks as well, which is super helpful. So I think in that way, we're going in the right direction by asking for help. But yeah, we still need a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after the Kickstarter. Yeah, after the Kickstarter, we're going to, well, technically right after the Kickstarter, we're going home and we have a show the day we get home. Yeah. But after those shows, <laughs> maybe Christmas, Christmas, maybe. Yeah, there yeah. you go. There you go. It's only, a, it's only, actually, it's only a month or so away. So, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> one of the questions we're getting towards the end here, but one of the last ones I ask you is what gigs have made an impression on you, either as a performer or as an attendee? I loved Milo Music this year. It was our first time at Milo Music. And there was one gig there. We we had three gigs and the last one we did, it was Friday night. It was outside on the stage. It was just about to rain. We were, <laughs> we were, we were oh, all no. doing the anti-rain dance. Yeah. Um, and the vibe was just incredible. People were so nice and doing only original music like that. We don't get a chance to do that often. And they were just, you know, singing along and clapping along and doing all those things. Some people came from other other shows that we did at Mile. Like they came back to see us again. And so they they knew the sing-along parts and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, and they knew some of our songs already at that point, which was really cool. And it was, was, yeah, it's just really fun. I'd say that's, and it was like not three hours, which, (laughs) you know, like. It was just, you know, when you can give 110% the whole like 45 minutes or whatever you're doing. It's really fun when you're doing a three or four hour gig, you kind of have to pace yourself. But when it's just 45 minutes and the energy is nice and the audience is amazing. You can win them over in a whole different way because you don't have to hold back. That's the best. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Very cool. Another question I ask is since you're doing this full time, what advice do you want to give to those that want to kind of follow the same path? Uh, I think that's a lot. (laughs) I I mean, there's a lot, but I think the most important thing is if you want to be full time, it's all about persistence. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's something my professor in college told me. And he, um, he had started a band that was pretty big in the Christian music industry. And um, it's really just, just keep doing it. Like yeah. if you keep doing it, you keep growing, keep learning, keep asking for help, keep, keep meeting improving. people, yeah. um, keep writing new songs, keep releasing new songs. Like if you just keep doing it, eventually something will click. And if, if you find that thing that clicks, just keep going with it mm-hmm. until it stops working. <laughs> and, um, but it's really just all comes down to persistence and probably pro- polite persistence as yes, well. Yes, that's one of our favorite like, like phrases, nice polite person. persistence. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like follow up on emails, but make sure that they're even nicer than the first time you wrote them, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, and for just detailed things, like uh, for booking, because we make most of our money through through playing live and you just got to make sure that your EPK looks really good or that you have a booking page on your website that just looks really well, nice. Yeah. You have good video, you have good photos, you have some but good do, songs on Spotify. Yeah. But do what makes money. Like a lot yeah, of artists, they, <laughs> a lot of artists, they put their focus all on streaming or something. And yeah, that might work eventually, but like the odds of you blowing up with streaming are a lot less than you grinding with shows. Yeah. And 
so like and at least it will make money so for yeah. us for instance we do a lot of bread and butter shows where we maybe play more covers than we do our original music but because we do that that allows us to grow as musicians it allows us more time to do like more work on the original stuff and so you have to know too that not every gig is going to be amazing and it's not gonna like not every gig in some gigs you might be told to like not talk between sh- songs and just stay in the background and be like be wallpaper be wallpaper <laughs> we were told that once and yeah. that's okay that's part of it you and you never know who you're gonna meet or who yeah. you're gonna play for so yeah hmm Right. That's, that's great advice. And also just awesome. like, go for Very it. Cool. You know, yeah. <laughs> All right. for us, we could have yes. kept our jobs. Right. We could have kept our jobs uh, and we could still maybe have made it work, but just we took that it. like leap. Um, yeah. yeah. At a very, we were lucky enough that we were able to take that leap, but I think a lot of people. It was a long time coming though. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a, it wasn't, it was yeah. because we, we didn't, we literally didn't have time. Yeah. Like we were like, okay. or like physical or like, yeah psychological it's like energy. driving home from a gig and being like oh i have to teach lessons tomorrow after i just said like 20 things we needed to do tomorrow yeah so we're like oh well we can't <laughs> we need to stop doing lessons you know because we can't we don't have time yeah so just grow growing at a slow pace gotcha. i think is really important too and being okay with that yes but there's a lot of things so we'll just that's yeah, yeah. fine <laughs> yeah no that's fine that's no it's it's great advice um so Last question I have for you is what's on your playlist right now? What are you listening to? You know, maybe some shout outs to some artists that maybe are not getting enough recognition. Oh, absolutely. So I usually don't have time to listen to too much music. Like when uh, we're in, when we're home in Wisconsin, but here in Sweden, I walk a lot. And so I actually get to listen. And so this week I had time to listen to my discover weekly and my release radar and new music Friday and there's so much good going on. Uh, but we had a friend who just released an album. His name is Ben Harold. Uh, he is really cool. We also went to a release show for some Swedish artists uh, where our friend Ryan Edmund was playing. He's from Australia. He's super good. And then it was the release. It was the release show of Ida Gratte. <laughs> Ida Gratte. She was super cool. I'd say Ryan, Ryan Edmund is yeah. the one I just like completely devoured his album yeah you were really after the release show and it's just a very good listening album like Mm -hmm. to put it on and just kind of chill um yeah i mean flora cash they're not like small small but (laughs) they're also uh, wisconsin uh uh, american minnesota minnesota sorry minnesota sweden duo and uh they just released an album oh okay they're super cool but they had a shout out from billy eilish so i don't really feel like they're They're doing well they're doing fine so (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> They're doing fine. <laughs> but we still love you if you're listening, Flora Cash, which I'm yes. sure you're not. But no. Hopefully not. <laughs> so I don't say that. <laughs> so I don't say that I'm not actually showing you out. I might yeah. tag her in this. So, yeah. Don't listen to me talking about. Maybe she'll hear when we take yeah, when I tag her on it. That's great. <laughs> don't be like, yeah. Just shh. Just stop. <laughs> you're doing great. Digging a hole. This face <laughs> is so red right now. Oh yeah. my gosh. Well, this is an audio only platform. So yeah. it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> well, now they know. Now they know. That's right. Yeah. Oh, one thing we talked about two of your songs. And I'm, and if you can't, if you want, I can put those two that we talked about earlier on the podcast. But if, is there a third song that you'd like to add that plays the podcast out? Yeah, you can add a blank check if you want. That's the one that's been played okay. the most. And it's been like the most popular one. It's- I agree. 
it's been the one that uh, people seem seem to connect with the most off of our first album. And um, yeah. It'd be a good outro song as well. It's a good outro song, yeah. Okay. Is there a story behind that one? Yeah. <laughs> do, you me, do you want me to take it? Or? Either, way, either way. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we, yeah, because since we are in long distance for three years, the first year that we were together, uh, it was the first semester of me going to university and almost in Sweden. And we like just long distance was like really, 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 really hard for us. Like we ended up talking maybe five minutes a day and then just texting most of the day because the time difference and stuff as well. Mm -hmm. And so the first year that we were together, we like really considered breaking up and um, it was just kind of a, we like, I remember sitting on the phone and being like, well, should we just break up? And they were like, no, that's, that would be stupid. <laughs> like it'd be so <laughs> stupid to like leave someone that you're like that sure of. And yeah. Um, yeah. It was a really hard time. We didn't, I, at least for me, I always dealt with my emotions through songwriting and I, I didn't write. I like, I barely wrote anything those three years of long distance. And then after long distance, I just kind of finally was able to deal with it. And um, yeah, so we wrote, I like started that song um, singing in the shower because you sound way better in the shower. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then we just kind of finished it. We like, wrote it together. Yeah. And yeah, it, just, it, it means a lot. It's, it's about that feeling of not really sh knowing why you're in a bad spot in your relationship and you're just kind of, but you know that you are and you just want to figure yeah. it out. Figure out right, where, right. where yeah. everything went wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Well, that's all the questions I have for you. Is there anything that I didn't ask that you'd want to talk about before I let you go? Um, I mean, the Kickstarter is the main thing right <laughs> now. We, we're, it's the most ambitious thing we've done. Um, it's super terrifying. Mm -hmm. I feel like, doing the jump from not being full-time to full-time was the first real leap of faith we did. But the second one is really this Kickstarter because it's, it's just so, so much further than we could imagine going. And we've had a ton of support on it already, but we're still kind of a long way from the end of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so again, since we're unsigned and not, we don't have any, anyone else backing us aside from our fans. So it's, it's a, just a leap of faith and trying to put trust in that um, people like what we do. And so that's the main thing. If, if anyone wants to support it, it's on Kickstarter uh, until December 1st. Yeah. We'd appreciate it a lot. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the Wisconsin music podcast. It was a pleasure hearing your stories and having you on. It was awesome. wonderful <laughs> to be on it. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with 7,000 Apart. I have one more song from them at the very end of this podcast. As you can tell, we are now on Tuesdays. I get a little bit more work in the recording studio, so I had to change that over. If you want your music heard on our music showcase, please send an email to wisconsinmusicpodcast at gmail.com with Friday Music Showcase in the subject of the email. If you want to be a guest on the Monday interview portion of the podcast, please fill out the guest request form on the website and look for a follow-up email asking for all your information pertaining to your music. It might land in your junk or spam folder, so check there. Podcast theme music by Nate Wyckoff of Frequency Farm Recording Studio. Voiceover by Dean Bundy. Syndicated on CWHipHop.com, Wisconsin's online radio hip-hop station. Sponsored by ZTF Studio, 
Wisconsin Music Podcast was created, edited, mixed, and mastered by me, Zach T. Fell of ZTF Studio. Have a great week, everybody. See you next time. Dripping to infinity A citizen to not right my wrongs Seem run of glass into my lungs Thinking about things undone Trying to catch these memories before they're gone I'm not asking for forgiveness Asking for a blank check I wanna know Where did we go wrong? I'm not asking for forgiveness Asking for a blank check I wanna, I wanna know Where did we go wrong? Memories torn like paper Fragments in the wind Can't remember last time I heard your voice Trying so hard to be strong But I need you more than ever Don't want those words to be our last I'm not asking for forgiveness Asking for a blank check I wanna know Where did we go wrong? I'm not asking for forgiveness Asking for a blank check I wanna, I wanna know Where did we go wrong? I thought we could make it through Check. I wanna know Where did we go wrong? I'm not asking for forgiveness Asking for a blank check I wanna know